Alright everybody and welcome back to the Wisconsin Show Choir Download. I am your host, William Soki, and this is episode 35 of the download. And just like most of the choirs that I will be covering, the download is rounding into uh, late season form. This is episode number three for the season and uh, third consecutive as well. So clearly I've done a better job managing my time these past couple weeks than earlier in this semester. But anyways, uh, let's get into it. Even though we had no in-state comps this past weekend, we still had a fair number of groups competing, and you would know this if you listened to episode number 34, Subtle Plug. To start off, we had Altoona's Locomotion at the Bishop Helan competition in Sioux City, Iowa. And Locomotion did not make finals, but they did nab a caption award uh, with Reagan Conklin uh, nabbing a best soloist trophy there. And Reagan is now three out of four on the season for best soloist awards uh, with the one competition she didn't win being at Eau Claire Memorial. So I think that that's a really impressive run. Uh, Altoona will be rounding out their competition season at Janesville Craig with their Spotlight Spectacular in just about 10 days here from when I record this episode, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if she can go four for five on this season. Moving to central Iowa now, the Onalaska Hilltoppers were at the Marion Masquerade, and this one proved to be quite the weekend for the Hilltoppers. They won Grand Championship as well as a host of Caption Awards, Best Vocals, Best Choreography, Best Band, Best Male Soloist with Sammy Rayan, and Best Female Soloist with Meredith Sainer. And I'm not going to say that I called this one because I think I left the door open a little bit last week, but I thought it was pretty clear to me that they would at least snag a good bit of captions, uh, if not outright win and sweep, and sweep they did. Uh, Their only series challenge was from Cedar Rapids, Washington, and clearly it was no match for the Hilltoppers, and I've said it before, and I will most likely say it in next week's episode too, so you can get tired of me saying this all you want, but I don't think people are giving the Hilltoppers enough credit for splitting captions with Wheaton-Warrenville South at Logan. Wheaton-Warrenville South is perennially regarded as one of the top groups, if not the top group in Illinois in any given year. You know, you talk about Mount Zion some years, Wabonzi Valley some years, Glenwood some years, Decatur some years, and Wheaton Warrenville South is pretty much always consistently there. And on Alaska managing to split captions with one of the really great big titans of the Illinois scene uh, is certainly better than I think anybody else in this state could do this year. So... I am looking for them to finish out strong at Holman next weekend, but uh, that's a topic for next week's episode, so tune in. Holman's schedule has dropped. If you're anxious, go look at it, but I will be talking about it more in depth next week. Moving to Minnesota now, the great state where um, it seems like everybody from Minnesota comes to Wisconsin at least once a year, and a fair bit of Wisconsin goes to Minnesota at least once a year for show choir competitions. We had... Four schools from Wisconsin competing at Hastings. Starting off in the prep division, uh, Sparta's Upstage Adrenaline did not place in the prep division. However, West Salem's Vivace did come home with the third place award in the prep division. 
Moving on to the varsity division, uh, not making finals was West Salem Sensations and Green Bay Southwest Spotlight Singers. And we did have Wisconsin representation in finals. I was super duper happy about this. Toma's limited edition coming home in the fourth place spot. And I tell you what, for a choir that has had their ups and their downs this year, I think that this was a really, really good result for them. And I believe that they're going to Craig as well next weekend. So I'm sure we'll be talking about them again. But they beat Totino Grace, which they have a new director this year. But I was just talking about Titans of Illinois. Totino Grace has been one of the Titans of Minnesota for a long, long time. And they picked up a head-to-head victory over North St. Paul as well. And uh, North St. Paul has been sneaky good these past couple of years. You know, they were just second at Monona Grove. That's what that was. Yeah, I should really make better show notes next time. They were second at Monona Grove. And so I think that Toma picking up a head-to-head victory over them here really sets them up well for the end of the season. And we will see how that goes. Moving on now, I'm going to do the same thing like I did last week. Or I'm just going to talk about some groups and some shows this year because we don't have any in-state competitions coming up this weekend. Uh, And then at the end, I will uh, talk about some of the choirs who are going out and competing out-of-state this weekend because we do have, and this is one thing I actually did include in my show notes, we have Wisconsin choirs at four different out-of-state competitions spanning three states this weekend. So definitely still enough to talk about. I'm not going to be you know, running at the 10-minute mark or anything like that. But just uh, a few observations on uh, some choirs this year. And I believe some of these, their seasons have ended, uh, and some of these maybe not. So, yeah, just an interesting mix. Uh, The reason I chose the ones I did is because I managed to catch finals at the De Pere competition. It was a very fun time, lots of quality show choir going on. Uh, if you're in the area next year, would highly recommend going out to De Pere. Uh, they have a really big bird painted on the side of their gym. It's really interesting. Anyways, we're going to start out with Green Bay East, who was fifth runner-up in finals at that competition. Rhapsody in Red has been around at least since the mid to late 1980s. There are stories of it being like a non-competitive, like swing choiry group back in the that era, but. For sure, there's a long history there. They are currently directed by Mr. Kevin Flogel, who's been there since 2015. And he was currently at, and he was formerly at Green Bay Preble as well. So he's been around the block a couple of times, very experienced. Uh, And I love his show designs too. Uh, We talked about this with New London last week, how uh, Mr. Kevin Spindler consistently brings it on the show design. I think that uh, Mr. Flogel at Green Bay East always brings it on the show design as well. You know that when East steps out on stage they're going to put on a fun show for you uh two years ago they did a musical theme where it was songs from different musicals and it led off with a musical from something rotten uh, which i thought was a genius breaking the fourth wall moment but you know that even back before then i forget what exactly they did in 2019 or 2018 i just know that they were like fun sets like shows that you enjoyed watching and green bay east has also been one of wisconsin's representatives lately out on the national stage uh 
they have gone to Chicago. I believe that was Fame Chicago in 2019, Heart of America Nashville in 2020. This year they went to Fort Wayne, Indiana and competed at Homestead's competition, which I looked at the numbers. There were like 45 choirs there over two days. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, They did not place at Homestead, and that was a really super stacked one, more so than a lot of the national ones. But this year, going along with the kind of fun themes, uh, they're doing a jukebox show. Uh, I believe the official set title is You Heard It on the Jukebox, and they're is just so much nostalgia going on there. Probably not for people my age, people born after the uh, turn of the millennium, but I even found it a crowd favorite. There's a lot of just performing that's going on and the performers connect with the audience really well. And uh, I'm sad to see that their competition season is done. I believe they had a schedule conflict that prevented them from going to Southwest's competition next weekend just across town. I would have loved to see him there, but no matter. Hopefully, uh, we will see another fun show out of Green Bay East next year, and I look forward to seeing him. The next choir that I would talk about is New London Vision, but I talked about them last week, so if you want to hear kind of my debrief on them, uh, just go listen to episode 34. Whatever player you are listening to this on, it should be available there. Moving on to the third runner-up spot in finals, we have Sussex-Hamilton Synergy, and much different than pretty much all of the other groups I will be talking about today, Hamilton is a relatively new program. It's only been around since 2013. Uh, They're still on their first director, and that is Mrs. Marilyn Machete, and it has really been, uh, I think, a solid first decade of existence for Synergy. They started out Uh, in the prep division and they gradually worked their way up in the placings for the prep division and then after a few years uh, they went to the mixed varsity division and spent a couple years kind of in the lower echelons of that division and then all of a sudden 2018-2019 comes around and they start making finals a couple times and 2020 comes around and you're like man this is a this is a really solid finals contending choir and then 2022 comes around and one of their competitions gets canceled and you look at the other three and they're three for three on finals for the year and their competition season is done so it will stay that way but I think that there's really no end in sight to the growth for Synergy I thought that they did a really good job retaining numbers this year Uh, they have a really big choir size wise and I think that that it helps them put out a lot of sound and it also helps them make more of a visual impression. You know, there's only uh, so much you can do when you only have 20, 25 kids uh, in terms of like ripples and waves and stuff like that. Uh, and even when it's a unified picture, you know, when you have 45, 50 making the same picture at the same time, assuming it's clean against 20 or 25, you know, it really does look better. And this season, Hamilton's show was a Heroes versus Villains show, which I found uh, interesting to watch uh, because, you know, Heroes versus Villains is definitely, they're not the first group to perform that theme. You know, everybody's heard Holding Out for a Hero like at least half a dozen times, as long as you've been around for more than a year. But they didn't really do the traditional one. It was more of like a, like an internal journey from being the villain to being the hero. 
and I thought that that was a really nice twist on it, a little bit of creativity in the show design. And uh, the vocals and choreo were solid as well. I thought that they were very deserving of their spot in finals at Tapir. Uh, everybody was, I thought. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing them also next year because this is one where really I, I just keep seeing them growing and getting better. And I can't wait until they start uh, contending for grand championships. They were second place at Broadhead a couple of years ago. And uh, hopefully they will be able to do one spot better in the years ahead. Third place at the De Pere competition was Green Bay Preble Center Stage. And this group has been around since at least the early to mid-1970s. Uh, the St. Norbert Swing Choir Carnival was, a, at least to my knowledge, the first long-standing swing choir event that went on in Wisconsin and Preble was pretty much an annual participant at that. They were led by longtime director Betty Dune, who led them to actually a number of grand championships at that St. Norbert event. And they've just kept that program going and it's a really long legacy there. Right now they're directed by Andrew and Paula Tolksdorf, who've been there since 2016. And just like the group I just talked about, Hamilton, they are also 3-for-3 three three on finals so far this year at New London, De Pere, and Fort Atkinson. And I was really impressed with them at Fort Atkinson. Not only did they make finals over a Nina group that beat them uh, just the week before at De Pere, but they also didn't place uh, as that 6 in finals. They were the 5. They wound up beating Milton 2. And that was a really deep field uh, with choirs from Iowa there, choirs from Illinois there. I think I covered it in my first episode of the season. Maybe I didn't. But I think that uh, they're primed for another really good showing at Southwest. I think that they have two podiums already this year, and I think that they can make it three. This year's show is about uh, the special night that is called Prom, and I liked it on a personal level because, you know, a lot of districts didn't really have traditional proms the last two years. You know, they might have had like some kind of outdoor thing or small capacity thing or something. But just going back and hitting all of those emotions again, uh, I thought that they have a really powerful ballad this year. Uh, and a lot of that was the just the kind of design and the play of that ballad uh, the ballad is faithfully by journey this year and uh, there's a nice duet to add to the mix of that and there's a little bit more uh, acting as well so i thought that that was a really high point of the show i can't wait to see them at southwest i think that uh, their show is definitely one of the better ones uh, that i've enjoyed this year i say that about every group but truly i thought that preble really hit hard on the theme it it I guess you could call it a novelty theme, but I thought that it was a really pertinent and really relevant theme. So really big props there to everybody at Preble. And also the execution was really good. Like the choreography was really clean and uh, Ben Schrank always delivers on the quality product. Moving on to the first runner-up group at Destination to Pure Let's Jam, and that was Nina Vintage. This is their 49th year of existence. Yeah. Uh, truly one of the pioneers in the Wisconsin swing choir show choir scene they were led for a long time by Mr. James Vine and he is regarded by many as again an innovator uh, in the scene really pushing 
uh, the forefront in uh, the 80s and 90s. And Nina is now led by Mrs. Amy Westcott and Mr. David Dunning directs the band for Vintage. They claimed their first grand championship of the century at Broadhead uh, a couple years ago. And they were clearly close again. They were uh, first runner-up at De Pere. And I think that they have a really potent show going into Holman as well. Uh, they're just coming off Waconia where they uh, went toe-to-toe with a number of really good groups and came out right in the thick of it. So I'm really excited to see where they'll stack up at Holman. This year's show, uh, although I didn't see an official title for it, I would really just call it like a celebration show uh, of just celebrating uh, being back in the culture again and being able to do things again. Uh, Backyard Party by Ole Borud, uh, if any of you are into Norwegian funk. Uh, The River by Josh Groban, you know, just kind of some typical, uh, you know, go out and celebrate songs. And so I thought that that was... uh, that was pertinent as well, you know, as uh, hopefully we can kind of emerge from the dark ages per se uh, and, and really leave it behind for next year. And the grand champion of the De Pere competition is Sock Prairie's executive session. This is another one that's been around uh, at least since the late 70s or early 80s. And they quickly gained notoriety as that school that does the musical shows. And they own up to it, and they deliver a very good product most years. For a long time, they were led by Susan Halloway and Karen Luer for at least, I want to say, 15 to 20 years. Again, I really should be writing more show notes for next time. Remind me to do that. And now they are led by one of their own alumni, and that is Mr. Matt Brennan, uh, who is tearing up the Best Male Soloist Awards uh, back when he was in high school. So I think that's really cool, and he's been there for, I believe, nearly a decade now, I think nine or ten years, Uh, and just to kind of have that continuity is just amazing to me, and I can't wait to see, you know, what else he does. There are only so many musicals you can choose from, and I guess that's part of the game, is being creative with what you can do with them. This year's show is Selections from the Musical Something Rotten. And the one thing that really stood out to me from their performance that I saw was just the amount of energy that they had. It was clear that they had the most energy by far out of any group I saw. Um, You know, there might have been individual performers in other groups at De Pere that may have had the amount of energy, but everybody in executive session just left it on the stage for finals. And it was uh, pretty clear that they were... Uh, really committed to it and that they were really uh, enjoying themselves as well because Something Rotten is, it's not your most serious of musicals. And so I've had a couple good laughs too. And that's always good. You know, that'll always score you a couple of brownie points with me. And I don't know if they're done. I think they are for this season. They might be going to Janesville Craig though. So even if They are done for the season. Uh, They come home with two grand championships their first year that they've won grand championships since 2018. So all in all, an incredibly successful and, I would hope, fun season for executive session. Rounding out into the preview portion of our show, like I said, we have Wisconsin groups at four different events this weekend. We will start off with Iowa, and we have Onalaska going to Iowa for the second weekend in a row. 
I guess that's what happens when you have no in-state competitions. They will be at the Cedar Rapids Jefferson Show Choir Invitational, both groups, Hilltoppers and Express. And Hilltoppers, I think, will face a little bit more of a challenge this time than last. They will be seeing West Des Moines Valley, Cedar Rapids Kennedy, and Cedar Rapids Prairie. And those are three really potent groups year in and year out. I would think right now that Cedar Rapids Kennedy would be the best out of those three. And they've had a really good program going there for a long time. I, I mean, Kennedy is going to show choir nationals later this month. So it'll be tight. I think that uh, it'll be definitely interesting to see what comes out because you can't really use the transitive property on anybody here. But the one thing I'm sure of is that the Hilltoppers will be right in the thick of it uh, during the evening finals. Illinois, now we have Parkview Pizzazz at Glenwood's The Event. They are in the small mix division because that's how they run things in Illinois. They have large mix, they have small mixed. There are three groups in the small mixed category, so no matter what, uh, you're coming home with a podium finish, which is a plus, but I really do think that they have a chance to be competitive in this division. They're going up against one school that is uh, really rural and another school that is from the state capital of Springfield. And so it's really a kind of a hodgepodge of a division, but I think that they have a chance to be competitive and uh, I wish them the best of luck there. Another Illinois event that is happening this weekend is the John Hersey Chicagoland Showcase. And this one is perennially a favorite for Wisconsin groups to go to. It is just in suburban Chicago. Uh, just in Arlington Heights, and this year is no exception. In the women's division, we have Wistosha Central, and we have Holman's Midwest Magic, and we have Fort Atkinson's Lexington Singers. And then in the mixed division, we have Fort Atkinson and Holman. And this is a really competitive event year in and year out. This year is no different. You have Wheaton Warrenville South, who I was talking about earlier in this episode. You have their crosstown counterparts, Wheaton North. You have Wabonzi Valley from Aurora, Illinois, and they just ran over the field at Milton uh, for a few years running in the mid-2010s. You have Chesterton from Indiana. You have Manteno from eastern Illinois, and there are a lot of groups vying for a lot of final spots, and so I would be... Uh, hopefully very pleasantly surprised uh, if our Wisconsin groups can really stick it to the Illinois groups. Then again, uh, Onalaska did that once this year, so uh, hopefully I will uh, be wrong again and show that Wisconsin just can mix it up with Illinois. Moving over to Minnesota now, we have the Totino Grace Show Choir Classic, and this one features for Wisconsin schools, we have both of the Eau Claire schools, Eau Claire North and Eau Claire Memorial. We also have Lacrosse Logan and Milton going to Totino Grace. And just like John Hersey, this is definitely another one of those tougher competitions. This one uh, drew really well from the Minnesota groups who are still competing. Hastings Riverside Company is going to be there. Bemidji Locomotive is going to be there. St. Francis is going to be there. Both of the Bloomingtons, Bloomington Kennedy and Bloomington Jefferson is going to be there. Then you throw out the occasional out-of-state group like Millard West who is going to be there. And 
clearly there are not enough final spots for the amount of quality groups that are there. Somebody's going to miss out, and I hope that uh, we can at least get some Wisconsin representation in there in between Milton or Logan. I would really like to see somebody in finals just mainly so that I could have something to talk about. But anyways, best of luck to anybody competing this weekend. Going out of state is always fun. At least it was fun for me back when I was in high school. Maybe that's changed. But anyways, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. They are always a pleasure to record, and I hope that you have fun listening to them too. The download is available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor, uh, and a number of other smaller players as well. Uh, if you have any questions or thoughts or you know things you would like me to improve upon, you can email me, wishowchoir at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and drop a DM at wishowchoir. Uh, and yeah, I'm more than happy to entertain uh, any and all thoughts regarding the podcast. So that just about does it for this week. This is William Soki saying goodbye until the next Wisconsin Show Choir download. <laughs>